Psalms to God, Season 1, Episode 20, Fruit of the Spirit, Patience. You can find the transcript for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com slash patience. And not only that, but we also rejoice in our afflictions because we know that affliction produces endurance. Endurance produces proven character and proven character produces hope. This hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Romans 5 verses 3 through 5. CSP. Welcome back to the Psalms to God podcast. We are back to the Fruit of the Spirit series, and we are talking about patience today. I don't like to talk about the Fruit of the Spirit by myself. I feel like there's so much to talk about. There's so much to learn that these fruits should be talked about with everybody, Um, friends, family, strangers, whatever. Um, But today I have a friend who has agreed to join me to talk about patience and so i have Darrell with me i met Darrell in college so i've known him for forever now i guess um and i thought he was the perfect person to talk to about this particular subject so hey Darrell, how's it going i'm good how are you i'm good uh do you have any initial things you want to say to the audience to the listeners before we get started I just think that this is an amazing platform that you have created. Um, I've enjoyed listening to it since I spent a lot of time on the road. So um, the the quick uh, the quick uh, listening sessions about God while I'm on the road help out because um, a lot of time I'm traveling on, on the days I just go to church. So it's just good to be able to listen to something and get good content. It's just an amazing thing what you're doing. Thank you. So do you know why I picked you to talk about patience? I honestly do not. (laughs) So I don't know how long it's been, but I distinctly remember sometime after we graduated, you told me that you wanted to be a wrestler. (laughs) So now that you now that you say that, I kind of had a feeling we'd be talking about that kind of, but I didn't know that was the reason. But okay. And you know, there was some ups and some downs and some injuries, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like you just kept at it, and yep. like I think maybe it was like a month ago, a couple of weeks ago, you sent me a text saying you got your first contract and now you're like a professional wrestler like yes. so first congratulations <laughs> thank you um but also like that takes patience and perseverance yes it really does 
I don't know. Did you want me to basically like tell my wrestling story and all the ups and downs, or how did uh, did you want that to go? And I can every step of the way I can explain how patience came along with all of that and how I had to really rely on my faith about the whole thing. Yeah, sure. I think that's a great place to start. Okay. Um, so I graduated from Clemson in June. No, I'm sorry, not June. It was May of 2012. And I graduated with a bachelor's of ma- in math- a bachelor's science in mathematical sciences. To this day, I have not used that degree <laughs> in that field. And I just, that's <laughs> something that I have to put out there to the world. Um, so I went home, uh, left Clemson. And I went back home. I tried to get in to do a master's, but um, I was out of state. I'm from Maryland. And Mm. I could not get approved for another loan. Um, Look, we don't need no more loans. Hey, listen, it was a (laughs) blessing in disguise. Little did I know. Um, So I go home. I sit at home. I start coaching high school football. Still have no job. And then November of 2012 rolls around. Uh, I become a teacher. I become a high school teacher where I teach science to 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th graders who were in a transition program. Um, about a year and a half later, I started working uh, a financial job. I did that for about a year and a half. Um, and until I moved to my current job, my current day job, uh, where I support DHS. Um, and I just pretty much figured out that I do not want to work a nine to five. <laughs> um, it just wasn't in me to do that. Um, and so I sat there, I told myself, okay, if you're not going to work a nine to five, what is something that you want to do? Um, and so I told myself, well, my football career was over at the high school, so that's out. Um, so why not do the thing that you always wanted to do as a kid and it was your dream of doing, and that was being a professional wrestler. Um, so, of course, being a millennial, uh, I hop on Google and <laughs> I type in <laughs> literally how to become a professional wrestler. Oh, wow. And... Uh, Wikipedia had a little thing where, like, sometimes it, depending on the field, it says these are the steps to become a professional wrestler. And it was like one, find a school, two, get trained, three, work the indie scene, and then four, hopefully get signed. So immediately I started looking up professional wrestling schools. And I started looking up this stuff. Uh, I started doing my research for this spring 2014. And I mean, at that time, you know, like I had just started having to pay student loans. Um, you know, I had just got into the working world, so I wasn't making a lot of money. So I knew that I could not go to a school like I wanted, like the like an expensive school, like because uh, basically a, a good school was going to run you anywhere between two thousand to four thousand okay. dollars. And at the time, I did not have that. So I found a school in Atlanta. It was WWA four. And they offered, they had a school, but they also offered a, a deal where you come to a week camp. 
mm-hmm. and the camp was $300. And after you did the camp, if you decided you wanted to actually train at the school, they would discount the price off of the actual school because you came to the camp. That's nice. So I went down and I did the camp and I loved it. I absolutely loved the camp. Um, the basic, I learned the basics. We got to watch one of the local shows that they put on. Um, and so I, I had made up my mind right then and there. Okay, I'm moving to Atlanta. I don't care about what job I have. I need to find a job in Atlanta. My sister lives here, so I have a place to stay. Let's do it. Well, um, so I went to the camp in summer 2014. Um, by, I'm sorry, I, I went down and looked at the school in summer 2014. I went to did the camp in January 2015. I could not find a job in Atlanta by spring 2015. So I said, all right, cool. Let me look for schools closer by. Um, And so I started looking for schools close by in Maryland and I found MCW Pro Wrestling. Mm -hmm. And at the time I had started saving some money. I had been saving money because I knew that even when moves, you know, you gotta have some money saved. So I had saved some money and the school I went down, met with um, met with the trainers, or met with RJ, RJ Myers, uh, the bruiser, um, and I think we talked for 15 minutes. And at the end of the conversation, he asked me, am I going to see you on Tuesday? And I said, yes, you will. And I paid my money, and my journey to becoming a professional wrestler began. Um, we had practice Tuesdays and Thursdays from... 6 o'clock p.m. to 10 o'clock p.m. So mm-hmm. luckily I worked a day job that I worked 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. Then I would drive the hour and a half to two hour drive depending on traffic Holy. to Joppa, Maryland. Yep. <laughs> Get cool. there, train 6 to 10, then drive the hour back home to Bowie, Maryland. Um, get home by 11 eat, shower, in bed by 12, just to be back up at 4 o'clock and back at work at 6 the next day. Um, I did that for, so I started that in June, I started MCW June 2015. Literally, I I don't know God's timing, or God has an amazing sense of humor. When I say (laughs) it was one year to the day that I started training, I had my first match with MCW. So, Literally, I started training June 15th, 2015. Mm-hmm. I had my very first match, like June 16th, 2016. And I'll never forget it because it was outside on a baseball field <laughs> and I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh, this is my very first match. Um, just everything went through me like... Like, this is happening. Like, this is real. You said you're going to do it. We've gotten here. And here's now you're about to go wrestle your first professional wrestling match. It was a tag team match. And it was what it was. It wasn't the best match in the world. But a lot of most guys' first matches are not the best matches. Um, But it got through it and it got my nerves out. Um, And it was a great time. So... After that, I was on shows consecutively from 2016, from June 2016, and then um, 
somewhere around the fall of 2016, I hurt my ankle at practice. I remember And so this. what I did was I finished out the rest of the shows through December with the bad ankle. And then I, I took the last three weeks of December off to just let my ankle heal. So come January 2017, I come back after my three weeks off. I think this is like my second or third practice back. And I'm doing pre-practice. Like, this is not something that I had to do. It was just something that I wanted to do to get back in shape and being off. Um, and I'm doing pre-practice, and I was doing a roll. And when I went to do my roll, I felt my knee pop, my right knee. Um, and so I, I just thought, you know, but my knee clicked from time to time. Both knees clicked. So I was like, oh, that's just nothing. And I tried to get up. And when I, when I tried to stand up, I couldn't put any pressure, any weight on my leg, and I fell right back down to my butt. And so that's when uh, the coaches, they stopped everything, and they were like, you okay? Did you need time? And I was like, yeah, just give me a second. I tried to get up again. I couldn't get up. So one of the coaches, Dean, he got in the ring, and he, he tried to help me up, but I could not put all my weight on my leg. And to give you a mindset, I am six foot, 300 pounds, and I could not, yeah. I couldn't get off the ground. So obviously there's, there's something wrong with this knee. So they get me to the hospital that night. Uh, and of course the hospital don't have MRI techs on staff after a certain time. Oh, so no. I had to do the whole wait to the next day. Had to go to a regular doctor to be told, okay, I'm going to see you get an MRI. So I go get the MRI, but then they, the people after they take the MRI say, we can't tell you what we saw. So then I had to go see an actual orthopedic to <laughs> be oh, able to goodness. tell me what was wrong with my knee. So I tore my knee on a Tuesday. I did not find out what was wrong with it until Thursday. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> and so finally I go and see the ortho and he tells me that I tore my, I completely tore my meniscus. And in this case, it buckle hand flipped over Ooh. and basically what that means is not only did it tear it tore so much that it allowed that uh uh the meniscus to flip and what it did was it locked my leg in a 45 degree angle and that's why i couldn't put any weight on it, it that yeah that doesn't sound pleasant at all no it wasn't um and in my house to get to my bedroom i have to go up a flight of 13 steps so <laughs> uh having to sit down and crawl my way up the steps and down the steps um mm. to get in and out of the house about each one of those appointments uh you know it, i mean it was what it was um so i was told i had to have surgery to repair it um it was my very first surgery ever um, at this point in my wrestling career, I was I was starting to really comprehend what what was going on, what needed to be done. I was understanding how to put stuff together, uh, how match should go, how to feel the crowd. And in an instant, the second that they told me that my knee was tore, the first thing that came to my mind was, "Is this over?" Because you know your knees are something that sometimes a bad knee injury could mean whatever it is you're doing. That's it. Like you see football players, basketball players all the time, they tear something one time and that's it. Like their 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 careers are totally done. So 
you know, in that time, like I had to have an instance of constant prayer um, because not only did I want to get back in the ring, I wanted to be able to go back to living you know, a regular lifestyle. I wanted to be able to walk on my own, get back to running, working out. I like being in the gym every day is something that I was doing. Sometimes I've been twice a day, once just lifting, once just to uh, go training, and now I'm laying in my bed because I can't move my leg. Um, so, you know, the guys at, the, at MCW, they text me, called me, sent me their prayers, and I go and have surgery. Um, <laughs> after the surgery, the doctor came and told me I beat him up pretty bad, and my family and I looked at him and was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, your leg is so big that he couldn't, he couldn't, he and the other uh, assistants couldn't hold my leg in position to where he needed to, to do the surgery. So they had to call for extra people to scrub in just to hold my leg up and for him to perform the surgery upside down. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I really do appreciate Dr. O for doing that. Um, so after the surgery, um, I start rehab. Uh, so I tore the knee in January 2017. I was out of wrestling for six months um, in that time. So before I was, before I tore my knee, I was a singles competitor. Meaning I wrestled by myself and it was me and one person in the ring. And, and when I came, when I was starting to come back from my injury, I was thinking now I'm going to have to start for all the way back over. You know, basically I lost my spot on the roster other people have been coming in to fill my spot, so now I'm going to have to fight and claw my boy back onto the roster. Um, well, God's working or perfect timing, every, so whatever it was, when I tore my knee in January 2017, a new class started that same around that same time. My tag partner to this day started in that class. And one day, while I was uh, while I was I was back at training, um, still wasn't training, but I was at training, just uh, taking mental reps. Um, Jasper came up to me, aka um, Khan. He came up to me and he says, "Hey man, you want to tag?" He said, "I literally remember saying I watched a lot of your matches and I really like what you do in the ring. Do you want to tag?" And in my mind, I was like, I never thought about being a tag team wrestler, but yeah, man, I'm down to give it a shot. <laughs> and we went and we talked to the coaches about it, and they didn't take long to say, yeah, we want to see what that would look like. And so we started out in a group called the Bomb Squad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we were two other individuals, and that we started that, I believe, around August of 2017. Um, and then, so me and Jasper, we also did birthday parties at MGW. So between shows and birthday parties, we were working on tagging because neither one of us had ever tag team before. So working on tagging, learning how to, how to actually work a tag team match. And then in the summer of 2018, we branched off from the bomb squad and we became SOS, the Sons of Savagery. We became MCW tag champs in the summer of 2018 and we held the belts until a few months ago mm. um where we were told after a match after successfully defending our belts that 
So there was some good news, some bad news. The bad news is that we had to relinquish our titles and turn them back, turn them over to MCW. And of course, we weren't too happy about that. But then we were told the reason why we were handing our belts over was because we were being offered exclusive contracts to Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, and Ring of Honor is one of the largest wrestling companies in the United States and is globally recognized. So to sum up this entire story, you know, I had a dream, you know, and I did my research and I, I thought I was going one place, but then God directed me to another place. And when I got to this place, what I thought I would be doing with my life, he slowed me down. (laughs) He allowed for someone else to be brought in and start learning. And based on the little bit, the the, the few wrestling matches I previously had, he liked what I did, asking me to tag with him. And then now (laughs) we were offered contracts. Uh, so I, that means I started wrestling training in 2015, and I was offered a contract in 2019. He started training in 2017, and we all got offered a contract in 2019. So what I thought I wanted or what I thought would get me to my dream wasn't what was going to get me there. You know, like I had yeah. to be patient during my recovery period. You know, like I, I was told time and time again do not rush back take your time be patient and rehab it correctly because the worst thing you can do is come back too early and re and re and re tear it because then it's just gonna be worse and be out longer and i had to check my pride and say i'm gonna be patient through this did i necessarily want to be in a tag team initially uh in wrestling (laughs) sometimes you want the spotlight to yourself yeah. Right, because you don't want to have to depend on somebody else. However, one thing I had to check myself was, why can't two people share the same spotlight if we're being successful? Right. And that was something I had to learn in tag team. You, it's two guys working together to achieve one goal. So once again, what I thought I wanted and what I thought I was going to be. No, relax, have some patience, let this thing work out. We spent our time learning from a veteran while we were in the bomb squad. We learned, we took advice, we road tripped, we saw other teams, we took notes, we put them together. I just think that injury slowed me down from myself and what I thought was going to get me to where I am today to actually say, no, my brother, I have something so much better for you in store. You just need to be patient and let me work this thing out. Absolutely. And I give God total glory over that whole situation because had I not torn my knee, I probably would have oh, this guy is in the beginner's class. I'm in the advanced class. I don't want to, I do not want to, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to, like, you, I should be asking you, why are you asking me? But, at that time, I was just like, man, like, yeah, I'll tag. You know, I had, he hadn't wrestled a match ever. He had not wrestled <laughs> a match. <laughs> but I was just like, yeah, man, I'll tag with you. And like, I, I didn't even think long. He asked me at practice one day, and I think I just, like, 
Hmm. Yeah, let's do it. You know, like, I don't know. And I think in that time that I was out, I really put it in perspective as, as, as much as I was having success and getting on shows at MCW or just wrestling, period, just as fast it can be taken away. Okay, guys, so this brings us to the end of Darrell's testimony. Is a great testimony of how patience can lead you to your dreams and what he learned from being patient. We continue to talk about patience both in a more general sense and how, um, you know, his experience changed his views of patience or made him stop and think about patience. But I felt like the episode in general would have been way too long to include all of it in one episode. So I'm breaking it into two. And of course, this is the natural place to end this episode before beginning the next. So that being said, this is all I have for today's episode. But don't worry, you're going to hear more from Darrell next week. So obviously, thank you, Darrell, for stopping by and for providing content for two episodes. Um, In the meantime, for the listeners, don't forget to like and subscribe. You can check out Sons of Savagery um, on Instagram or probably now at the Ring of Honor website. Um, Go support them. All of that wonderful stuff. Yeah, so I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.